0: Hello everyone, welcome to episode 3 of the Bad Ideas X-Wing Podcast. I'll be your host this week, Chris, and joining me, we have Bruno. Hi Bruno. Bonjour. And we have Zach, oh, the Zach Matthews, sorry. Yep, Hi, still the here. Zach Matthews. Haven't been kicked out yet. Uh, we tried.
1: They, oh. they still think I'm from Canada too. Um, Pretty far
0: north, it counts. Yeah. So we're not going to mess around too much. It's been a bit of a a while getting us back together just because of life issues, I think. was stuff from Bruno, then Zach, and then myself. But we are all in the same part of the world, same time-ish zones now, so we can actually get the (laughs) recording done. And yeah, we're going to jump straight in. So I'll go to... Bruno's topics first, we have two smaller ones that you wanted to touch on Bruno. Okay, so you were skipping
2: ahead. No. Hello. How are you? What did you do last weekend? Did you pay Nope. No, nope. i
0: nope. nope, oh, can all good. get wrecked. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we all well right. have
3: enough collective ADHD that it'll come out anyway.
2: <laughs> if, all right. If so, we have time at the end. If we have time at the end. <laughs> last episode, like three months ago. I was talking about the difficulty of you know playing at my store because they don't want us to stay late and it's hard to organize a tournament and stuff like that. And you guys convinced me to have the talk with the game night manager, if you want, which yep. I tried. <laughs> I asked, OK, to kickstart the community, I said, OK, we'll invite people from other community to come and play at our store. And that way she'll see that there's a lot of people playing, and maybe that will open their mind and say, Oh, okay, X Wing is a good game. There's potential. And it will show our store to other players from other communities. And I asked her, saying, Hey, I will will be a bunch of people, and we would like to stay longer and say, let's say until nine. So we have time to play at least two games. She only answered, yes or okay no problem anyway it was mono, syllabic. can you say that only one syllable Monosyllabic? Okay. Monosyllabic. Yep. Monosyllabic. Right. yeah that yeah it was that and uh unfortunately only two guys from other stores showed and from our crew uh, we were missing people also so in, in the end i told her that we were going to be about 10 12 but we were seven. So we, we had an odd number <laughs> and uh, we had one guy standing up, just not playing and talking. So that was a bit disappointing, but still people came and we had a good time because most of them came in early. So they started to play and some of the guys had time to play three games, which is nice. But we were done but by eight. Yeah, uh, by, by nine. Sorry, we want to play until 10 and we were done by nine. So we really okay. left uh so my request (laughs) to stay longer was kind of a kind of move
3: well it's (laughs) it's so nice though when you have that like you're not looking at your watch at like 8 15 like oh you know Mm -hmm. we've got 45 minutes but since we can't guarantee a game will be done and we'll be packed up i guess we're just gonna stand here and
0: evaluate mustaches (laughs) exactly so So, i mean one of the selling points for me when I was trying to convince the owner of the Sentry Box to let us go to a later opening time was that it was um uh, I I I sold for time. The store shopping wise is going to be quiet. There's still going to be transactions happening and things like that. But this is a good time to to task people to do those little jobs. So if you've got like cleaning or reorganizing the board games, realphabetizing stuff, it, you know, doing stock checks, that kind of yeah. thing. Um, I, so. I know
2: that they, they have employees there until 11, at least, because before, we were there until 11. It was okay. So And what I did the two last weeks, I went to the other store in Montreal, which is great because it's a restaurant. And Ooh. you can take a, in the restaurant, and there is a bar. So we, can, I, we go there early, we drink and eat there, and we can live... Leave at 10, which is great. It's a bit far, but I just found out that from my job, it's uh, faster to go there and to go to this store, that, which is closer to my home. So it's yeah. tempting to say, fuck that, and just go to the store in Montreal. Anyway, when I come back at 10, there's no traffic. So I don't know. I will give them another chance because she wrote me and asked me if I want to do a tournament on, at the end of September yeah uh, so but then again i need to you know uh to procure my own tournament kit organize everything collect the money
0: everything is on right? oh, if only you knew someone who could help you with these uh these asks bruno
3: <laughs> if only if only yeah i'd be Ask happy them. to uh send a lot of uh promos oh, i could believe in it <laughs> Okay. I can literally
0: just order an extra kit for the sentry box and um, can sort it, get it mailed to you. It's fine. Well, there you go. Okay, I have we'll, access we'll, right. to a, official right. things.
2: Right. We'll do that. We'll talk. Uh, so mean, yeah, whenever stuff happens box.
3: again, too, I'd be happy to provide promos because I, I my love of shiny things has just fallen off. <laughs> uh, so I'm <laughs> yeah, happy to yeah, find them that. all better homes. Okay. All
2: right. So I'm I'm at that. De- Crossroad now, if I have to decide, do I still try to kickstart or jumpstart this community, or do I simply move on to the other one? Where the, the owner there is glad to see me, says so every time he sees me, asks me when I'm going to do streams and, and wants to help. And we are organizing a tournament there, which will be a world qualifier uh Hell Yeah. So we're doing that there at the same time as they're going to be a Legion and an Armada.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, the, um, the requirement for it to be a world's qualifier is all three games have to be supported by yeah. at least 30 players. Yeah, we, we were sold out in a day. Our 50 places yeah. were sold out in a day for yeah. X. So, yeah, I was. Gonna, yeah. I have all of the knowledge up here already, Zakka. I'm all over everything. Oh man, all the time. Yeah, just you not just choke the, you just choke, stuff, Yeah, you, you know? just
3: choke under the pressure of the quiz
0: spelling. <laughs> every time he does a spelling question, that ruins yeah. me. Well, so, you know, absolutely. it's because you speak British
3: natively, so the English language questions throw you off.
0: I just insert extra U's into words and spell <laughs> them wrong. <laughs> yeah. It's a hard life. So if I can continue, you don't mind. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: my next decision is, well, I will do that. I will ask her if we can stay until 10 and pay a table fee, like you said last time or something like that. And if that doesn't pick up, like at the end of October, I'll move on to the other store.
3: Uh, It's so nice when you can go to a place and like someone else is running it for you. The other thing you could do in your spot is if you do have someone else who's like motivated to run it at that store you're leaving. Um, And I I don't know if you do, but if you did, that's definitely a a conversation you could have with someone.
0: I, I have to be honest. I'm. Right, like we're all pretty old hats at doing this game now and doing stuff around it, and being that that figurehead and that leader is draining and tiring. So there, there must be a temptation that if there's a community just there waiting for you as a player, where you yeah. can just go and enjoy and just be a part, be a part of a community on your own terms, rather than having to be the person at the top trying to do all it, of the work. I mean, that true. must be a draw. Yeah. Because it, yeah. it is tiring and life is cyclical. Things come along and priorities change, and you don't always have time to be the driving force behind them. And so there is no, uh, no shame or um, anything, not any, you, move on you know. Now. Yeah. So oh, I know you are really eager to
2: learn the, the rest of it or to see what's going to happen with that. And I will keep you posted from episode to episode to make sure that uh-huh. you are informed of the progress I make in this uh, community.
0: That should be good because at our current rate of recording, episode four should be around the end of October anyway. So I'm sure it
3: sure <laughs> as fuck won't be any other time in August.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So that's that. That was not that interesting, but you, you know, know always <laughs> good to continue a story, you know, give <laughs> the fans what we want, that long running episode yeah. episodic nature of the show. Uh, the overarching just, plot yeah
2: to make sure they come back
0: right yeah yeah so like on the cliff, did, I guess.
2: yeah well like like they did in boba fett right they had like two or three episodes with the mandalorian which were the best episode in that series just to make sure that people continue watching boba fett so yeah. we should you should add some part of zach in my story so people would
3: yeah well, that was it. that's back. what chris and i are here for we're the mandalorian to your boba fett <laughs> <laughs>
0: Which one of us is Grogu? Well, which one of us is closer to 50? Touché. Touché. I mean, I, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm... I'm 40
0: next year, Zach. 40. Yeah. Man.
4: No, Zach. Much
0: I'm the same age as Jesus when he died. This podcasting is a young person's game. Yup.
3: Yeah. So we need a break after we do one. All
2: right. So, okay, that that was my small bit there. Uh, Let's move on to one of yours and come back to me for my second boring part. And Uh, then again, I have a bad idea that that I had and move on with my bad idea. So I will bring that at the end of the show.
0: Good, so I'll jump in now, Zach, because my topic was the hangover from a last show that we didn't get to actually do and talk about. So my topic was the announcement that Worlds was going to be at and and like, the pros and cons and the, the feelings that that brought out in me. You know, I was pretty pretty nostalgic about it, to be honest, but what's everybody's thoughts on what the Worlds announcement and it being hosted at AdeptCon for the next few years?
3: Oh, I'm really happy that they found a way to make worlds even closer to me. Um, you know, that, that four and a half hour drive to Minnesota was um, I mean, it was nothing. I did it on my motorcycle, uh, but you know, I just feel like I am owed things being close and convenient to me. Uh, so having it even closer and more convenient is great. Um, I have some more complex thoughts actually. Um And I wish I had jotted them down when I originally had them because they're a few weeks ago. Um, Because so Adepticon, like the dream always would be people used to say like, oh, FFG Con, FFG Star Wars Con. Right. Like just get those games together Um, because Adepticon is one of the events where like Gen Con suffers from this, too. Right. You do want to go and demo games, see Chicago, um, you know meet up with friends drink like adepticon that whole hotel area is really well accommodated for its size um i don't know if you guys have been to adepticon or not um but like so there there are multiple restaurants inside the the schaumburg um it's called the renaissance i believe so and then they have like a food cart hall that you know manages it where you can get your quick stuff like you get at. um uh, i don't know about you guys but around here you can buy warm food at some gas stations You know, you're kind of grab and go stuff. Um, But then there's like, you know, nicer places to sit down. You can go without getting in a car. So it's really great for, you know, social events, like the social side of the game. Um, And it's very, very minis focused. Like, I don't think there's a Magic the Gathering presence there. Um, This last Adepticon, I did the um, 40k kill team laser tag event that they had set up there. Right. so like, there's a lot of side stuff. Um, So like, let's say you're like me. Um, So this last Adepticon, I was like, real excited to play Legion because it was my first tournament for Legion. And then, you know, I had to do X-Wing because I kind of hadn't in a while. But from doing two games, I felt really burnt out. And I definitely felt like I didn't get to spend as much time with everyone. And like, I didn't get to check on, you know, home at all. Um, So if you're someone like me, who you're like, you know, if you're taking multiple games seriously or whatever, you you basically either have to really cut down on the socialization, sign yourself up for a stressful weekend. And depending on the schedule, because the is only four days, you might have a spot where it's like, well, I made the cut in the game I played on Thursday, but I like my list better for the game that I'm playing on Friday. So I think I'm just going to drop this cut to play this other game or, and that that's assuming, you know, we do last chance qualifier type thing. Um, we're once again in the scary unknown of invites. I thought there was a lot of bad that happened around invites when FFG started leaning into them. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, I guess kind of what I'm saying is it's twofold. Assuming it's done under the sort of FFG style where someone can show up without an invite and compete. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot of gaming for something that has useful side stuff. Um, It's definitely not as egregious as Gen Con. Gen Con has way more than Adepticon for um, you know, like shows, stuff you want to see and do that isn't just the gaming you're there for. Um, Like Adepticon rarely has first release products or anything where it's your first chance to buy them, at least for FFT. Uh, There was due backs for Legion one year but um, and then they just started doing the alt paint jobs. But like... You know, it wouldn't I would be pretty upset if it was Gen Con because I'd be like, I just don't know if I can get it. You know, like the year I took second at Gen Con, I was like, Holy shit, that was my entire Gen Con. Go ahead, Bruno.
2: What's the difference between Gen Con and Adepticon?
3: Gen Con oh. occupies a larger space. Um, cater so Adepticon is very focused on just mini Yeah. So um,
0: if you don't mind, Zach, um, AdeptiCon was founded as basically a, a games workshop. Mm -hmm. Hard Boys, um, the US side of Games Workshop's tournament scene. So the only events that Games Workshop officially held were the um, Throne of Skulls-style events at Warhammer World once a year. Obviously, Americans wanted more, so AdeptCon was founded, and that was kind of the evolution of that, the Hard Boys tournament. And then because that was so big it evolved and different game systems got tacked on. So AdeptCon is very much a miniatures gaming convention like founded around tournament play, whereas in GenCon is more of your typical con experience, where it is more industry-focused. Yeah, industry focused yeah and, uh, it's,
3: it's so GenCon was, um, Gen was actually uh, a Wisconsin thing originally for D&D. Um, Dungeons & Dragons, just in case... Uh, Mm-hmm. that doesn't translate um and then I, I my history might be wrong but i know it it blew up you know it picked up card games and blew up for that uh which is why i moved to india as they outgrew um, milwaukee but um yeah so gen con there's a lot more other industry stuff to do than there's adepticon adepticon is very minis focused um like i have gone to adepticons at times in my life when i also played magic and wouldn't ever think of bringing a magic deck to
0: adepticon Um, i think part of my mental and this is probably a bit dated now um because it's not 1994 anymore but um part of my mentality would have been that i could go to gen con and enjoy being at gen con i don't think you could go to adepticon and not play any event at all yeah okay
2: and do you have yep, to pay like an entry price just to be there? And then you have to pay your entry ticket to your tournament? Yeah, but it's like 50 US dollars combined
3: for entry fee and um, like entry to Adepticon and entry to the tournament. And also Adepticon gives swag bags. Um, usually if you can get the highest tier, like one year they gave away Legion corsets with the highest tier ticket and the highest tier ticket was like 100 bucks. So there was a Legion corset and other stuff. Um, This year, they gave away some big, I think it was Age of Sigmar with the highest badge level. The lower badge level still gets you, like, I got the lower badge level, which was like 30 bucks this year. And I got um, a unit for Crisis Protocol. And how much do those go for? It was, uh, do you play Crisis Protocol, Chris?
0: 50 Canadian-ish, so like 35 to 40 US probably.
3: Yeah, right. So literally one item in there, um, paid for itself okay um so like yeah they, they really give back really well on that um but yeah that that's actually <laughs> the perfect summary i would never i would never go to a I i mean because if the distances were the same i would never go to um adepticon without a game to play i literally have as an adult during times when i wasn't happy with x-wing gone to gen con to not and not intending to play any like competitive games um between demoing new games out there there's a huge demo hall um there's rpgs where you can sit down with a paid dungeon master and they'll run a game for you um sometimes the creator of a game will run a game for you if it's an rpg type game there's a like a video game room there's a huge cosplay parade at gen con um you know, like a lot of the, the vendor hall at Gen Con is the size of like the tournament hall and the vendor hall at Adepticon. Gen Con <laughs> is much, much bigger, but it is it is more hectic, too. Um, so, you know, I talked about like that, you know, you have to walk around to crowded areas and push through crowds and stand in line for 20 minutes at a street cart. That's a little exaggerated um, at, at Gen Con. Like everything's crowded. Everything's packed where Adepticon has always felt like. You know, we I w- we went to dinner with the guys after the tournament at a time when people would get dinner, and it wasn't like oh you've got to wait an hour before you can get a table. Like it, you know, felt like standard busy time of night. They're they're very well suited to their size. It's a big event that handles itself well. And the
1: X Wing World will be at which one? the Adepticon. 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 And when is that? It's, it's usually the one March. Where I just had it. Yeah.
0: It's um. No, oh, I'm going will check for you. There, yeah, there's already a countdown
3: I guarantee <laughs> it. Uh March 22nd through 26th, 2023. Okay, so that's the yeah.
2: That's going to be the first X-Wing World for uh AMG, right?
3: Yep. Yeah, Okay. No, hey, I'm still on the Adepticon page. I'm on the I'm on the homepage if you go to adepticon.org. Uh, I'm the where
0: are you? Where
3: am I looking? <laughs> uh so if you uh, it's it's real small put it in Uh, the chat for you uh, the crop screenshot i'm uh it's my face is a little to the left of uh the logo there i'm uh basically between two people wearing hats
1: (laughs) okay (laughs) oh (laughs) oh dear Yeah, we played it. We played the I what's weird is I don't think Richard Sue's in this photo. So I'm not this could be doctored. But yeah, so that's you know, my my one sort of burnout,
3: right? Like if I want to compete in the world championship for X-Wing, or I want to, or if AMG offers to pay judges again, um, like, you know, I'm probably gonna have to show up Thursday, do the last chance qualifier play the main day on Friday or Saturday. And then if I make the cut, which I won't, but if I make the cut, you know, then plan for Saturday or Sunday. um, And it's like, that's just X-Wing was my Adepticon. Um, So that's my one bummer. It's definitely... I, you know, you want to go there and play a game, but you also don't want it to be your whole weekend. Like I had a lot of fun walking around the vendor hall with buddies, checking out different paint studios, um, demoing games. And, you know, a lot of people sell their 3D printed helper shit there um, because that's a whole side industry to gaming now. Uh, and I, I would be a little bummed to miss that entirely. Um, purely for for the gaming side of things. So that's that's the little cloud around the silver. It's uh, overall, it's a pretty good. If we can't get the dream of ffg con again, where you know they rent out their own warehouse and and put it all on, um, I do think this is pretty close to the next best thing. Adepticon, you know, they have a ton of experience running tournaments, um, and is actually, uh, I do think if they if they take Team with Gold Squadron again, um. I think that Gold Squadron ran an incredible event at Adepticon this year. Uh it was absolutely fantastic. They hit an absolute fucking home run. It was one of the best run events I've ever been to. As long as you don't count all the other Gold Squadron event run events, because they have always run some of the best events um that you can go to. So I I do hope that'd be my other hope is that AMG reaches out to them because I Adepticon's their backyard. Um like one year I stayed at Marcel's house for Adepticon. Um right, like the Dion lives over there, Marcel lives over there, all those guys live right over there. Um, so yeah I, yeah, I I hope I hope AMG partners with them again, because they uh, I, don't, I, I, mean, I, I can't say enough I, good about what they did.
0: I think it's always nice if you let Gold Squadron be Gold Squadron and focus on doing the stream inside of it and then let somebody else cause I can only imagine how stressful it must have been for Dion trying to do both, Uh, like producing a show, like a four day live show, and host an event of that size as well. You know, I think give the guy a break. Yeah. Uh, Bring in like Cascade or whatever one of those, um, you know, tournament running companies to run the event and let Gold Squadron be Gold Squadron.
3: But I do think they, like I said, they did a great job. Um, I, oh, think, I think
1: Will ran most I'm of the I'm not saying running. that, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Were um, there people streaming from there or only Gold Squadron?
3: Yeah, the, so Gold Squadron was the only X-Wing uh, or group there. There is... Um, they gave a raised stage to the Legion and the... Um, why am I forgetting the cri- Crisis Protocol? <laughs> Crisis <laughs> Protocol and <laughs> Legion actually had their own raised stage area. Uh, the fifth trooper, and they are easily the biggest outfit for, um, for Legion. They, uh, they ran a great stream from there and I, I don't know anything about crisis protocol, so I can't speak to how their stream was run, but they had their own raised stage and streaming area too. Um, so yeah, again, to Adepticon's credit, they do, you know, they provide enough space. It's, it's a hair cramped, but I've definitely been in worse, um, for big events, um, yeah, yeah just one nature. year
2: I don't remember which tournament, but there were a lot of streamers. Like the guys from Winnipeg were there, Ghost Squadron were there. Uh, I think the Fifth Trooper were there, and the guys from UK were there. So there was not only Ghost Squadron streaming. So I was wondering if this year. Is going to be only Ghostbusters on streaming the X-Wing games? Or are um, be-
0: so from my understanding, because it is now being held at AdeptCon, it becomes an Adepticon event. So you would go through any applications would be sent to the Adepticon board and they would filter out who and what was happening okay. uh, through like, media passes and things like that. Because if you go to the AdeptCon website, there is all of that kind of stuff on the, the contact details and everything. Let's
2: say Eminem condor wants to be there and stream one game each round. Would that be possible? or would have to fight with Dion because he will yeah. have exclusivity. And
0: you know, I would right? say you'd have to contact Adepticon and, uh, and see what they say. What um, do you think they'll say? I don't know. I don't, I'm not a <laughs> member
1: of Adepticon's board. <laughs> I thought
4: uh, you were important,
1: Chris got Um exhibit uh, uh, No. Um
0: I'm sure I saw it on here because it's one of the things I did work
1: at, but
4: yeah. Mm,
1: I don't know. It's on there somewhere, I'm sure. Doesn't matter. Yeah.
0: You just contact them as media. Yeah.
1: Someone will
3: dig it up, or you can dig it up.
0: That's the problem about things getting bigger. You see, it becomes more official, and everything has to go through the correct channels.
3: Yeah, you can't just show up and go, "Oh, hey, I have all this. Uh, I have all this stuff. Let me in."
2: So, yeah. Zach, it's you're halfway, or you're on the fence about if it's a good thing or not. I, yeah. It is mostly a good thing. Okay, um, you know, th- there, there's
3: a little bit of like, I, I at least will lose a little bit. Um, of what I went to Adepticon for, uh, yeah. which is definitely harder as I, you know, move deeper into adulthood. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I
0: think so. My big takeaway, Zach, was that I think it more hammered home the things that I'd already lost. Okay. I I was in denial about having lost all of those things already, <laughs> but once it was announced that it was an adep- like worlds wasn't at the ffg game center anyway it wasn't going to be held at the ffg game center nothing was bringing that back that was already dead this just like cements that and now it's like oh yeah i lost all of that four years ago so that's like Chris. pardon are you planning to go Um, I've not made any plans for 2023 yet, because we have to go back to UK for my sister's wedding. So Mm. that kind of takes priority on my travel budget. I need to see how the remainder of this year goes, if I can actually turn a profit this year, rather than continuing to lose money, because that dictates a lot for um, what I'm able to do as well. So we'll see. Fingers crossed. (laughs) I would like to get to something outside of um, the Gamma Trade Show because that's all in industry focused and it's it's really good and eye opening and a very good resource. that I find really useful to go to, but it doesn't have that community facing prestige kind of side that an Adepticon, RA, Gencon has. So
3: real quick, um, I mean, I'm I'm only an hour and a half from there, so if, you, if there's we can we can talk more offline about getting you guys
0: down here for it. It's not something I'm opposed to, shall we say? Yeah,
1: we'll have can to we- see. We're in. So this is
3: this is you know where our ADD kicks in. Or mine can't stop me because uh, I'm I'm waiting to hear back on this house at the end of the month. Uh, the ins- if it passes appraisal on the fourth, uh, I don't know what will hold back I don't know how housing buying works but I don't know what could happen between appraisal and closing
0: to uh I can tell you if you like Uh, yeah tell me so what could happen is you could you could have the house appraised Uh agree sign all of the paperwork and then in between that happening and the possession date it could be a fire two doors down, which spreads, burns the next door down, and then the house attached to your house. You're such a busy your busy. House, am I, Or is this literally what happened to me, Bruno? Oh, okay. Literally
2: Please. what How happened to you me.
0: what's going to happen to Chris? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> so, um, we had to move. They, we, we were told that if we pulled out, our house was not damaged in the fire. Our house was only damaged through the fire department, kicking through our windows, spraying water onto a wall to stop it from being damaged by the fire. The other half <laughs> of the duplex roof and upper floor did not exist anymore. But our house was not damaged by the fire. So we were told if we pulled out, they would take us to court. And we were like, we'd only just got our Canadian residency. So we we're like, oh, it's not worth it. We'll just go through and close. So we moved. I'll have to send you pictures. But we moved into a house that the other half of a duplex did not exist because it had burnt down.
2: Holy
1: shit! <laughs> wow. Okay. So that that could happen. All right. <laughs> so, but
3: we're, we're we're in act of God territory then, right?
0: Oh, we're in the act of your next world neighbor, but one not putting out the um, cigarettes in his ashtray and never emptying his ashtray because it's a moron territory. One of the two.
4: <laughs>
3: moron territory. I like that. A god-tier moron. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was we can, not we can talk offline
3: about uh, about some of that if you guys want. Because there's obviously a lot in the air, but there's also a lot of options.
4: Yeah
0: cool um yeah so i said my those were my real thoughts i'm a lot more positive about it now that the um the nostalgia beating has kind of faded away but um
3: yeah that was fun you know you know what is actually on the table if they wanted to you know i don't know if you guys have been paying attention but ffg doesn't own the game center anymore
0: no, it's owned by Let, Christian Peterson again. Yeah,
3: the former head of FFG left FFG and then bought the Game Center from them.
0: Uh, and, and bought Keyforge recently. Yeah,
3: and they are a fantastic online realtor. Uh, it's uh, Games
0: the I really want to actually, uh, I was chatting with Ed and Sean about doing like a lack of focus con but we could just do a, a, at all of the Dice 8 shows. We can all just meet up in the uh, Game Center. And uh, have our own convention, yeah, beer and and hookers. Be yeah, boring.
3: that's what AMG has to do. They have to rent out the game center for individual worlds. No, <laughs> <try to laughs> <turn laughs> worlds
2: at the game center. It would be nice though to record a Bad ID podcast from there. Why? Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah. It's almost drivable for me. Almost.
1: It's in Ch- Chicago, right? Yeah. Uh,
3: Adepticon is. The Game Center is in Minneapolis, Minneapolis yeah.
1: area. Oh, no, he's drivable for me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was my topic. So do we want to loop into Zach? Or do you want to come back to you, Bruno? Or do you want yours to be a, a closing?
3: No, no, Zach, Zach,
0: Zach.
3: So my topic, mini stravaganza happened. And what's that? What is that? <laughs> uh, it's AMG's big streaming thing. Um, so hopefully I, I assume if you're listening to us, you also get your news elsewhere. So I'm gonna, you know, skim over some of the stuff. Uh, I'm pretty excited though, about what standard loadouts mean for X-Wing. Um, because I have access to very casual people and they are excited about the prospect of not having to get a bunch of cards together and sweat over the right build for Luke or Vader or whatever. Um you know, just just to be able to crack and play um plus it's an awesome way to like add new content for our existing stuff like it's a, they they can theoretically buffer or retweak pilots as they they want to or need um yeah. I'm as really, long
4: as it
2: does not replace what we're doing right now, huh as long as it does not replace what we're yeah doing. It,
3: i as long as it's a supplement um i think I think it'll be great um the reprint they announced some reprints the tie bomber the gunboat and the yt 2400 um the tie bomber is the only one of those i'm excited about i'm actually upset uh because i don't know maybe i'm overestimating the amount of care of the gunboat but i feel like a lot of people who are really excited about the gunboat don't play anymore and when (laughs) gunboats were around uh and you know like the popular ship like when gunboats and YT 2400s were popular on tables, like people came in and were like, Oh, what is this generic spaceship game? Like people weren't like, Oh, is that star Wars you're playing? And right yeah. now when it's all X-Wings and tie fighters and tie advance and fire sprays and droids, people are coming in and going, Oh, is that star Wars you're playing? Um, which does segue to my next point in between. Um, oh, also they're bringing back store champ level stuff, which is a lot of fun. um, So the thing I'm really excited about is the single player starter kits. Um, And this has nothing to do with me because I'm sure I won't, you know, it won't make sense for me to buy anything in there. Um, We do have the example in Legion that they announced some like starter kit type boxes for a single faction that are really well priced. Um, So these are supposed to be four ships and one kit per faction. So we're going to be getting seven of them no new content but one of the things i've had kicking around in my head for a while for new players is at your store i think you should keep around like a couple of lists if, if you have a store that you can trust or just keep it in your car and you know buy extra storage if you're passionate about growing the game um which i am you one of the things at least my you know people always get stuck on well what do we do for a demo game and i think what people should do is either try to guess what these four ships will be or you know once we find like if we had the information i would say just take these four ships since we don't have the information try to guess put together lists that are you know 16 or 20 points that are a couple of these factions so that when new people come in and they go oh i'm interested in this what is this you go hey do you want a demo and you just go grab Oh, you think Darth, you know Darth Vader's cool? I'll grab the Empire one for you, and I'll grab the Rebel one for me. Or oh, Boba Fett's your favorite character? Cool, I'll grab the Scum one for you. And
2: what? You know,
1: yeah.
3: first ship. It's gonna be a hundred bucks. M- maybe um, the Legion stuff is severely underpriced. The MSRP, the MSR, the retail price of the box is like a hundred and fifty. And the lowest dollar amount in the box is um, like two hundred and thirty for okay. the Legion boxes. Um, so, e- even without that, let's say the box is a hundred bucks, right? That's still it, it'll point. It'll help us point to, and like I, I've been wanting to think about this more, but stuff keeps coming up, so this won't be as articulate as I want. Um, And you guys already heard me say this off air, but like, I don't want perfect to be the enemy of good. I I think we as a community do need to improve the way that we like demo and teach new players, introduce them to the game. And I think one of the things that would be great is if we go. Hey, you're interested in the game. Come check this out. I have, you know, right here's for a 100 bucks off the shelf. You know, here's here's a great starter kit. And actually right here. I have a list that's the ships that are in that box. I'd be happy to give you a demo game against, you know, one of the other ones. And then, you know, the lists are fairly balanced. Cause like one of the problems I'll have once in a while is I'm like, someone comes in and wants a demo game. And all I have is the list I'm taking to my next tournament or like the list I'm taking to my next tournament and the meta boogeyman, one of my buddies wants to practice against.
0: Um, I've always been pretty proactive in that. In my little box, I can fit between, like, five and seven squads, depending on how many big ships and swamps and stuff are in there. And one of them will always be an easy-to-use, just, like, point-and-shoot kind of list. Uh, I'd rotate what it was to kind of mix and match kind of thing. They always had that, that I could either pull out to play against someone, so I could focus on showing them how the game works rather than the intricacies of the combo wing. Or yeah. you can just let somebody use it, and it's they're not missing out on any of the power level or experience by playing it. Yeah. Um, so that would be cool. I. And so Zach, do you have more information
1: on that? Is, is it going to be nope, one, just one for just each just faction? One. Is,
3: yeah, one oh. for each faction is confirmed. Okay. Uh, no new content in them. So, like for the three of us, there's almost no reason to to buy them.
0: But um, did you not say that they'd contain? Um, standard world out cards for which would be new because there aren't any so maybe.
1: it's not I'm in
0: the reddit the
3: post day. that I have
1: oh, those uh,
3: are
1: the pre-built ship?
0: yeah I, yeah. Huh. I, thought, yeah, I, mean, I maybe, saw that maybe on fly weren't. better
3: yeah cause that would be even better because the other problem is so like even if you travel with your collection around um you have the problem of like okay you've gotta unpack your upgrades yo. Know, a lot a lot of x-wing nerds are very particular and want to make sure it's a legal list that's the thing i yelled at people a while ago um
0: well luckily it's a lot easier to what do now
3: yell for? well because people are like so one of my friends was like oh you know i want to use this rebel list to like show a friend to play and i want the like iconic characters of like luke and leia but then like i want a y-wing and a b-wing and it comes to like 205 points and i said so yeah well, <laughs> hey, you're teaching them the game they're not going to be like cool let me turn around and take this to the next tournament
0: uh, it, like i think this is going to be a bit harsh but whatever in the nicest possible way five points difference is irrelevant yeah that that was my point like, right like yeah well, if so, you're gonna oh yeah sorry you've got me triggered
3: me too so th- this is why we get along and you know we have a podcast where we yell at our enemies both real and imagined um <laughs> it's because we have some of the same real and imagined enemies but uh yeah so you know th- that is one of the things I, I would harp on is you know just make sure it's it seems interesting for a new player to play you know mi- mix in a couple ship types or whatever um and Have it be quick to set up. This is the reason why I say have it be prepared. Don't bring your entire collection and have the list in mind and make them watch you. All right, go into my dial binder and get out four dials Mm. and pick out the pilot cards and now find the upgrade. You know what? If you don't put all the upgrades a ship can carry on it, fine. If a ship accidentally has too many upgrades, fine. If you need to put a hull upgrade on it to make it feel a little better for your learning game, plumber's not gonna bust into your game store and punch you in the nuts
0: i mean i would pay extra for my i would pay 30 dollars a ship if that was going to happen
3: i mean alex and frank showed up at my house and forced me to buy a conversion kit when 2.0 came out um that's how much money they were clearly making oh the audience can't see me wink off of those conversion (laughs) kits that are still in stock from the original run um but yeah Yeah. you know what one of my big takeaways is like have something you can get out quickly that's kind of interesting and you know Pre pre plan it. You know, the next time you're sitting there like, oh, it's a solved meta and I know what list I'm taking and I don't and I want to build lists, build some introductory lists with, you know, iconic stuff and pack it and have it ready. And I mean, and the nice part is like, unless you find out like, oh hey, uh I've demoed to ten different people and the Imperial player has won every single matchup of every game. Yeah. You only have to balance them against themselves. You don't need to worry about if they're not legal or whatever, you know, all, a lot of us have huge piles of random excess upgrades. So, you know, mostly just stick to there. Um, yeah. Again, keep, keep it simple. Keep it quick. I, I think these are brilliant to that end.
2: When you do a, uh, when, when you want to show the, the game to somebody that is new or hasn't played and just find that interesting to what length do you go with the game, do you play like ten rounds or do you play like three rounds and then you well, let them go or do- it's it's almost always an impulse thing.
3: Um because it depends on you know you, you do questions have you played games before like if it's their first if they have if they've never played magic or minis games or whatever start them out with an X Wing versus two TIE fighters. You know, okay. as basic and simple as you can. Um, and play a couple rounds till they are, you know, either in a circle or. And I, I would suggest um, make up a quick version of um, chance encounter or something, just so that they oh. don't reflexively turtle in a corner waiting for the other I've, person. I've done
0: about. this a lot, so I can give oh. you the the gen- generic spiel if you like. Yeah, um, <laughs> if if it's the the level Zach was talking about, where you. You feel like you're doing X Wing versus two TIE fighters. I start them off just so that when they do a one straight and I do a five forwards with the two TIE fighters or vice versa, they will still be out of range. Cause, so that first turn is really easy because you get to have the patter about. Okay, so this is a you set. So if you're playing the rebel side, you it's like oh, you generally want to the rebels excel going quite slow. They have access to a one-speed maneuver, so you you basically force them into dialing the one-speed on the AX wing in,
4: exactly.
0: and then and right, if they instantly know enough to say oh well, if I go quicker, I'll be able to shoot them sooner. That's okay. Or, you know what I mean? You you kind of have that that kind of thing in there, but it let, lets you have that turn of this is how movement works, this is how you place a template, this is how you do the action, this is how you do a clean-up step, and you basically skip the engagement phase in round one. Round two, the, it's going to be shooting somewhere. So like one of the TIE fighters then goes two, and the other one will do like a three hard to try and get away and get behind them or whatever, and the X-Wing will just turn on one of them. And you just go through doing that, have some shots. And then generally once one either one of the TIE fighters or the X-Wing is dead, you just look and see in their face if they're having a good time or not. Cause you can yeah. like it Are only takes it's easy like, for- I to like it. You maybe have more success. You need three round. Right, well, they might not even win, but yeah, you need three because ultimately That is a a very chance game. If the X-Wing blows up a TIE Fighter in the first shot, it's going to be a struggle. But whatever. Um, But yeah, you do do that. And it's one round of getting the very basic stone and then two rounds of engagement is generally enough to see if they want to progress into playing a real game or not. And then if someone's at that level already... I'll have one of those dumbed down squads or if they have an idea of what style of game we want to play like they come with like, I want to take Darth Vader and have really AC ships that are really slippery, then they're not people. So it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but, um, you kind but, of go through and just and go they, through emotions of that as well.
2: Chris, if they played Star Trek Attack Wing before, how you manage that?
0: Um, well, everyone's allowed to make mistakes. Bruno, but politely tell them to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I I like Star Trek. I I watched a little bit of Strange New Worlds. Um, that was fun because it's episodic in nature. So it, I didn't didn't matter. I'd not seen any of it before, so it was cool. Like old yeah, fashioned I mean, Star if, Trek.
3: Yeah, I mean, if <laughs> someone if someone has experience with the Flight Path game, you you can jump them right into. Um... I mean, shit, if they yeah. tell you, oh, I played attack wing at tournaments, like, all right, cool, I guess you're on the list out of my box. Yeah. <laughs> out of my tournament box. But Okay, um, so
0: I'll take Vader and a defender. Yeah. And then <laughs> you can just lose. Wait, do we want them to stay here or not, Chris? Oh, well, no, not if we're wing players.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, um,
3: you know, you definitely have that, that conversation if they're like, oh, yeah, I played some 40K, but I mostly play competitive magic now because I hate painting um you know i i would start with um the, the the kits of four ships um okay
2: and how often do you guys host demo game demonstration games because it never happened to me that i i had the opportunity to show the game like at the this game is night. this is my
3: problem right like this is where the hang-up is because you have to prioritize it and you have to plan ahead um so like chris already has some ideas for it and you know pack some stuff in his kit But like, you know, one of the things that happens to me is like, okay, someone walks into the store and it's the Tuesday before a Saturday tournament and it's everyone's like. No one's willing to take the hit to their reps to to teach a person, except maybe the really casual person who wasn't going to the tournament anyway. And then are they the best teacher if they're not that invested in the game? Fair question to ask. Casual players, you might be great at teaching. It's just, you know. The uh, just a reflection of investment level. Um.
0: So can I jump in again? Because I I think there's (laughs) just nothing that Zach has said is wrong there at all. But one of the things that I do personally, and I have the benefit of also coordinating events for a store, so I get to do what I want. The middle Saturday of any month, so like the third Saturday of a month, is X Wing. Is an X Wing event. In July, the X-Wing event I ran was a flight academy.
4: So, so.
3: here's here's where my problem slash hang-up is. Like, what, what started this for me is I've had people walk into the store and come and sit down and talk to us, you know, like if we're sometimes a couple of us meet up on Sundays for extra games or whatnot, and we're all sitting there like, you know, we know, like, this was one of the last, this happened during one of the last metas where you could still bid. And I've got fucking um season navigator han is the only list i have with me um and you know someone else has a Django fat list that they're prepared to cut points for to underbid me and like and then someone else has like a sloan swarm or something right and it's like okay these we know these aren't a great way to show a new player we have we can't figure out how to get our stuff together quick enough so like we talked to this guy for like a half hour and he bought a ship and never came back and this yeah. has happened a couple times and mm-hmm. I'm like we're not getting games these people to play games and give them real shots to like become interested um, because like I flirted with X-Wing forever you know I'd see it at Barnes and Noble I would read articles about turn zero and pinwheel formations and shit you um, you're, you're welcome yeah thank you and occasionally um i'm glad you caught it and you know occasionally i would like go on the forums and just read what people were saying and having not played yet and then i finally played a game and i threw down a hundred dollars or 150 dollars on ships which you know back in the day that was a lot um that wasn't just the price of a tank of gas uh so that's an inflation joke listeners um But no, I bought I mean, I still have the picture somewhere as I bought like two X-Wings, an A-Wing, a B-Wing and something else. And my buddy bought a fire spray and a TIE Advance and um, a bomber or something. Right. Like we spent a bunch of money on it. Your
0: buddy made a bunch a bunch of bad choices and you were a winner.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Incidentally, only one of us still plays. I mean, I (laughs) bought I
0: bought bought X-Wings, man. I bought first edition X-Wings. You were just waiting for the uh, a flight. It's astromech to come out. You were yep. pre-buying, pre-buying all this. <laughs> yep. The yeah, my point was
2: just that the there. It never happens to me that people walk in it once in the tournament, and I talked about that, and the people never came back. That I have the chance or the opportunity to show the game to somebody because I will. When people are looking at the game from like far away, <laughs> down the Nile, just so mm-hmm. they. They want to be sure that we don't see them in case we talk to them. They just want to watch the game and not be disturbed. And, or they walk by and they walk slowly and look behind just as if
0: they were not looking. That's just looking when you're bending over, Bruno. I, I mean, we're <laughs> all guilty of
2: that. Okay, okay. I appreciate that, Chris. And <laughs> the one that asks question, they will ask one or two questions. We'll go, yeah, yeah, this is a turn-based game. Bing, bang, boom. These are the action. And this is how we move the ship. And, and they will move on. And no one, never had, we, I never had the opportunity to ask somebody, want to try it? Uh, Want me to show you something? It It never happened.
3: That's the old salesman in me, though, is like the impulse is there day to day to day. Hey, man, if you, you know what, do you want to play a game? I've got a demo kit right here. I can, you know, pop it out. It takes me like five minutes and we can show you a game and see how you feel about it. And you'll be playing. You don't have to sit and watch
2: us. Um, You know what? Then again, there's a good takeaway there, Zach. I will do that. Next time somebody just hang back, I will invite them to want to try it. Want to play my turn? Want to yeah. do something? Want to hold the dice, throw the dice, something? And I'll come back to you in the next episode and tell you how, how it went, because I know it will interest you.
3: Yeah, because like my- I said, at least for me, I noticed we're having, the, we, we're having a lot of conversations and not doing a lot of demos. And I think, you know, we're not prepared, we're, you know, not thinking it through.
0: Um, So, like, again, my pattern is generally, I sell them on the Facebook group, but if they're not on Facebook, like join the Dice Hit Discord, or, like, shoot me specifically an email, and I'll email you back kind of thing. But then it's kind of geared towards funneling into specific events, so, like, We are going to have this Flight Academy day. So I ran um, Aces High, Droid Soccer. If people wanted the more competitive thing, it was like, cool. If you get four people, you can fire a pod, throw five bucks each in, and then we'll do prize support for that. Uh, And, you know, doing that kind of thing. People show up for
2: that? People that don't know the game will show
0: up for that? I advertise it on all of the like stars' social media. I, I advertise that we're having a learn to play day in generic places where people might be interested in games are and the good thing about it is I set up near the door to the store so you come in through a front door we were set up there so you have to walk past us and that's where I had the aces high table set up with the ships on them uh, in the past I've done it where I've had literally tables set up with different squads that would fly well against each other or I'd have meta squads set up for people to try and fly against yeah, And done it as like, so the, you need the hard part generally is giving both types of players a reason to turn up because you want to get the hardcore people to come, but you also want newer or less competitive players to feel welcome. So having that variety and making it like a fun day to be there. What I had wanted to do was I was going to book the back room afterwards and have a cookout in the back. And mm-hmm. um do all of that, but I ran out of time with having to go back to UK and everything. So it was literally the only reason I couldn't go to UK earlier was because I'd scheduled that event and I had to be there to do it because it wasn't a normal kind of event.
3: Okay. Oh. Actually, Ace's High is another good one too. You know, if they have any level of experience, now that I think about it, you know, just getting Ace's High ship out for them. You know, impromptu aces high game. If you know, especially if they're like, I don't know about you guys, but we share the game store with commander players a lot. Um, and commander is the aces high of uh magic oh. to put it that's not a perfect metaphor. Fight me,
0: aces oh. high works different. really different. well, yeah, in like board game cafes or places that serve beer, yeah, because you, you have like just five feet, just five of you turn up, play aces high. And have three ships left. Yeah. And then people could turn up and like have a beer with you, do that, and then they their ship dies and either enjoyed it or they didn't. And people can step out and step in. And you just play throughout the evening, just one big game of Aces High. And that works really well. Um, epic Gate, um, Epic Days are a good one as well, where you have two or three epic games going on with multiple players aside. Where you just get like giant tables set up. Where it, like you can give someone a flight of Tie Fighters to fly in and yeah, do a thing, and yeah, then Team Epic
3: it. is great too. And having epic ships out, um, you know, I heard that when FFG first started pushing um, Legion, they told community organizers, just put an ATST at your table, even if it's not in your game, just park it in a corner so people walk by and see it. And like epic ships, no. the same thing, you know, just park a CR ninety between your tables or something.
0: And that was one of the oh, things I used to one. like. Um, uh, Sorry, Bruno. Uh, just, that's a good yeah. idea. I will bring my epic ship
2: and just put it there. And yeah. I
3: mean, if that's too um, much of a pain, uh, a Falcon and a fire spray, And just make sure it's yeah. where you can see it from you the door. I'm
0: going to uh, use like a Gazanti
2: as an obstacle.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <clears> Using the old epic ships as o- obstacle rules were really, really good for that as well, because you got to just have them on the table to fight around.
4: Good.
2: All right. So uh, I'll do that. That's a good one.
1: Yeah.
2: But Zach, since you were talking about the pre-built ship there, I would like to take one and look at it and compare it to, let's say, if we want to do that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So the first one there is like the Sigma-7 Battle of the Heaven. It's a TIE Interceptor. Um, all right, so we have the same ability there that during the system phase you may spend one charge to acquire a lock. on oh, no, it's something different. During the system phase, you may spend one charge to acquire a lock on an enemy ship at range zero to one.
3: Yep. Yeah, all they right. uploaded an old PDF, um, so there are some some typoed cards that are in the in the spread. Yeah. yeah so this Sigma spread is seven, incorrect.
0: Sigma Seven's ability is not. It's. Um, a target at range one to three or something, isn't it? I think. Uh, they, I think it's zero to one. Actually, it's, zero to yeah. yeah. I knew right, so it was range based, not with defender. That that's a nice ability,
2: though. Yeah. yeah. So after that, you have the sensitive controls, which is the same. No, it's not the same. During the system phase, you may perform a red barrel roll or red boost action. So okay. Yeah, <laughs> sensitive <laughs> control. That's okay. But this guy has marksmanship. And he has fire control system. Yeah. Yeah. And to charge for his, uh, during the system phase, uh, core lock.
0: ability. Yeah. Yep. So what,
2: what is so different with this ship from another, uh, tie interceptor, let's say.
3: Well, other tie interceptors don't have a sensor slot for fire control system. Um, what's interesting is, so it's locked into sensitive controls without Having to take the standardized upgrade sensitive controls, so you can yeah. still have an auto thrusting Tie Fighter if you want. Uh, yeah, that was
0: a good one that I don't know if everyone picked up on right away. Is so, that like you get to have the best of both worlds now? Because I really like having one of my ships able to move in the system phase, but I don't. I also like having auto thrusters, so you know, sneaking a, one of these
3: in. You like to have auto thrusters on, Chris. Um, I'll find Oh, no, I don't know. Um, but, um, uh, um I just like how you say the name. That's all.
0: Sutnia fell. Sutnia,
2: what's
3: his
1: name? Sun-nia. I say, that's how I say it.
2: But I like it. Don't change for me. I don't know. It, and it's the cost is we don't cost. know yet. Okay. Yeah. And the other one is the Y-Wing, BTL A-4 Y-Wing, Dex Tyree. Uh, while you defend, if there's at least one other ship friendly ship at range 0 to 1, you may roll one additional defense die. And there is the hope ability, which I don't know. After another friendly ship at range 0 to 3 is destroyed, you may perform a focus or boost action. Okay.
3: It's basically the hopeful uh,
2: talent. All the rebel ships from this have it. Okay. They all have some hope. And it's equipped with a dorsal turret, advanced proton torpedo, ice, and an R4 astromech.
1: So the the dial is better. So that that that's
0: a good win. I Um, like that. Like Biggs has got R two F two.
3: That's canonically his astromech.
0: I know. That's why they've just Uh, you know. It's
3: also it's also the mech that you know new players instinctively put on Biggs in first edition.
0: Yeah, everyone loves following the canon.
3: You know, as a wedge fanboy, I was a little mad that this wedge is like strictly worse than regular wedge.
0: Um, oh, wait, look at this so That's a lot better.
3: I bigs is I cool. have been I have been playing uh, current bigs a lot actually, uh, which was part of what inspired me to grow a mustache.
0: Oh, I, I <laughs> thought you'd just been watching The Gray Man or something on Netflix. Is, I'm not following. No, I, I shaved the beard in the
2: summer,
3: and uh, I was like, "Well, what if I keep just a little?" Uh, Yeah, here
2: we go. So now, now, soon you'll be able to, you know, like roll the tip of your wax it, (laughs) wax it. (laughs) But you were talking about wedged. Where do you see that on next? next So
3: I've got it up in Yasby right now. So the wedge Uh is initiative five, um, and his ability—it's the same ability, except it requires a friendly ship to be in the defender's firing arc, so it's not always on um and then he's got marksmanship uh proton torpedoes r2a3 which is an r2 astromech after you reveal your dial you may spend one charge to gain a uh, disarm token recover a shield he still has the hope but that's wedges astromech though yeah i got really excited that that listen when i saw r2a3 i got really
0: excited and then really sad um (laughs) <laughs> but the good news is that they've like, shown stuff that doesn't necessarily do the same thing. So they could do a named astromech card and it'd be different.
3: Yeah, um, like the the Han Solo that they sh- spoiled has a Chewbacca crew card.
2: Yeah. And
3: uh, his Chewie is just uh, after you perform an evade action, you may gain a focus token.
1: Yeah. I nice.
3: uh, Yeah. So there, it's it's definitely it's cool design space. Oh, and actually, this is another future one for new player, like to get new players or get people's attention. Um, so they this Battle of Yavin pack. It's like a thirty-five point game per side, I think they said. Yeah. Um, and they're like, yeah, they suggested you know playing it as a team or oh hey, you know what, new person come in and you know set wedges dial or Biggs's dial or Luke's dial or hey man, do you want to fire the proton torp?
0: Like. Yeah. Do, do you want to steal all of my glory and clout from winning this game? Oh, you can't. No, I don't want new players. I mean, obviously, <laughs> don't do that.
3: Don't risk don't risk the incredible clout you would get from firing the winning proton torp. There's <laughs> there's no more meaningful achievement that humankind offers. But let's say that you have no more room for all the clout you've gotten from this. Would be a great way to get a new player excited. <laughs> But would you
2: say that these pre-built will be better than any combination you can come up with? And over time people I, will. I don't think so. Cause like, huh? so
3: let, let's pick on the Luke Skywalker, right? Um, Cause he's one of the closest ones to how people are playing him anyway. So the battle of Yavin. So one of the changes, so they, they did change things on a lot of them. Um, so like these X-Wings don't have foils. Um, but they do have attack speed, which is after you fully execute a three straight or four straight, you can perform a boost using the one straight. This is not an action.
0: Well, it's because um, they are locked for file to attack position during the Battle of Yavin. Yep. So you can't close them because they're locked. Yep. But it's done. Yeah. Bingo.
3: So he has that and he has hopeful. And then he's got instinctive aim, proton torpedoes, and R2-D2 exactly as R2-D2-B uh as r2d2 is um so compare that and we don't have a loadout point value right so compare that to the luke skywalker we already have now arguably the original s foils are better right um but that luke skywalker can take proton torpedoes r2d2 and instinctive aim and that's 22 points so he does actually lose um the attack speed on here well so attack attack speed and hopeful are kind of a trade for each other but like this loop gets hopeful and the loop that we already have is very close but you get some versatility um you know with the build your own luke uh because like i do think proton torpedoes you know is right it's a it's a natural thing um but like from a high level meta standpoint um the rebel alpha lists are very weak to uh chaff um the chaff, chaff. Bombs, you know ch- yeah the jams jams are bad news that um mostly the fo bombers launch them but you mm-hmm. see it from other stuff so you can mitigate that a little by taking trick shot or shattering shot so that if you're shooting through it you still get an extra die and if your opponent f's up uh you can really punish them um but like, so you don't have that option with the standard loadout. So like to go back to our web and the Luke's are interesting because they're very close to each other. So maybe they will be the same points. Um, and we'll see like the dedicated, I'm just here to bring Torp's Luke list. Bring this one. Um, or what they could do is take our build your own Luke Skywalker, make him seven squad points, give him even more upgrade points and slots and make this one Torp Luke slot in at six. Um, the wedge I would be stunned if he's not five squad points, given all the nerfs that they they threw to him um you know so they they can put him at different squad points in different levels to have him fulfill different roles um you know they they don't while they obviously you can only take one of them because it you know they're the same name uh it's not unlike how you can only take one Ezra Bridger or one Fen Rao, uh, yeah in your list already. And um, they
2: are really thematic to the battle of Yavin,
3: right?
1: Yeah.
3: So. and eventually they could do something like a battle of Lethal to give us a hera that's not banned. Um
1: <laughs> yeah okay. She
0: could okay. be in the star set.
1: So
2: yeah. And did they say that we could use that for tournament
0: or not? Yes. Yeah they said they'd yeah. be legal for standard play which is pretty cool.
2: Okay. Which means if you play extended,
3: uh, one, you're wrong, um, and two, uh, they're not legal in extended. If you, uh, I, I don't know if they're legal in extended or not. I'm just trolling extended players um, because they disgust
0: me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you might as well just become a legacy player at that point, right? Just, just I mean, go and play legacy. I like, play the
3: game podcast. you want to play. I have a whole other podcast of rants that extended becoming more or less the main format and FFG's format waffling, really alienated new players in second edition. And I'm not terribly surprised that the game's growth stagnated uh, pretty hard even after second edition launch. But that's that's for another. uh,
0: Well, well, I mean, we we can have that chat another time where we just decry FFG's mistakes. Because I agree. Vehemently and vocally and have done
1: for a long time. Okay, I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, we like, it? Like,
0: well, it wasn't awkward. We were enjoying each other's company. Mm-hmm. All right, it's it always time for us to just take a moment and enjoy hanging out together. You know, just that. Uh, yeah. Ah. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> you know, as
3: I uh, get ready to move, I have this box they this spot where I'm piling these things that turned out to have some value that I'm going to eBay. And it, the stack has become very popular with my cats tonight, and I'm regretting that life choice.
2: <laughs> Are you guys ready to hear about my experience with the new guy? Yeah, Absolutely. we
0: can move on to our final topic. Let's cat. It,
2: but first,
1: I want to say hi to Wethburg. Oh, hey. Did you hear her?
0: Yeah, so I'm going to have to like not edit that one bit of noise out now.
2: <laughs> yeah, sometimes she's sassy. Sassy. All right. So, like I told you, I went to the other store to play there. And it's not my store. It's not my community. So I try to be low profile, which is really hard for me. And I'm looking at this guy playing a game against... A new guy, a a newer guy that I know he's coming from really far away. Uh, Him and his friend are driving like an hour and a half to come and play to that store every Wednesday. And the new guy, not the newer guy, but the new guy is uh, ripping him a new asshole. All right. He's destroying him and he's not really explaining what he's doing. And everything seems to go always his way. So I stand there and I just listen and ask some question and and you know in French you can either when you say you uh, there's the polite way of saying it and there's the more casual way so you will say vous to somebody that is you respect or elderly person or somebody you don't know and to be very polite you'll say vous and you'll say tu to the next guy right so and he's you to me right so which is kind of weird right oh you said it out person so okay. <laughs> right. so anyway they finished their game i asked him do you want to play against me uh i want to destroy you i saw you you know <laughs> doing bad to this new guy so i want to destroy you so he said he hesitates a bit and asked me if i'm an experienced player if i played a lot and and stuff and say so, yeah i've played a few games i played since uh 2015 and uh just here to having fun and uh, your your list seems to be different, so it would be fun. And he says finally says, okay, we move on to the next table and start to set up. And I see that he has like a shitload of dice, and none of them are standard dice. They're all third-party dice, metal dice, colored mm-hmm. dice. They're all Etsy dice, all right coming from all over, and he's, he says that he's a fan of dice. He likes to buy dice, right? So there's a, this huge pile of dice on the table, and he doesn't put the upgrades card. He only puts the pilot and the tokens. So two charge tokens because there is a torpedo, uh, three charge token for that because of that, but no cards, no upgrade cards. He says, oh, I don't play with the cards, I play with my phone. So here's my list on my phone. See, okay. So, so that's what? Okay, right, whatever. I don't care. It's my third game of the night, so I just, I just want to yeah, play you're, it. You're in I, bonus territory already. No, and it's not my community, so I don't really care. I had a good time so far, so uh, I don't care, right? I don't care. So we start playing, and you know the kind of weird guy that is always smiling overly. He's smiling too hard and looking you straight in the eyes and saying, look at me, I'm smiling at you. I'm smiling at you? Can you see I'm smiling? I'm a nice guy. I see, I can't be doing something wrong or shady because I'm so smiling that, you know, the white of my teeth is blinding me, blinding you. So, right, so. It's kind I'm, of in the yellows of his teeth. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And the, so you can tell
1: he's not British. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yeah. I would like you to... Chris just politely takes it. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can't really say anything because I currently have Invisalign to make my teeth all straight and nice my YouTube shenanigans.
1: <laughs> so, you know, what are you going to do? Nothing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, the guy is way too,
2: uh, I would say way that. Way too friendly. Too, way too friendly. And as we go on, I notice that every time he throws the dice, the dice he used, he picked them up and put them in his pocket. And then it says time to throw dice, whoop, reach in his pocket, throw those dice. But there's a shitload of dice on the table. Always use the same that he puts back in his pocket. And I asked him about it, like, why are you all me using those? Why are you putting back in them back in your pocket, right? And I can't remember what he said because it made no sense to me at the time. And I said, well, I don't care, fuck off. So at some point, he started to pick to pick and choose which dice he would use from the pile on the table, the metal dice and stuff like that. <laughs> and until that point, he was rolling good. All right. He was having a good night, which could happen. Right. Sometimes you're lucky and you get good dice. And, but from that moment on, man, he utterly shifted in second gear and ended me. No more blanks, only hits and crits, and only evades. And we, we could not finish the game because we, there was not time enough. But after three or four rounds, uh, it was 13-0 for him, right? I could not hit him, never. All of the hits was hits and crits, and there was nothing I could do. And I am telling you, once he changes dice, it was gone. There was
0: nothing I could do. Surely so, you, uh, you shut dice up, uh, Bruno. Yeah. You just, all At you that suspend, point, you got to
3: but- be like, hey, man. You're, you're having, right. And you can, you can even do it non-accused or wow, like, your dice are hot. We're sharing dice now, right? Like uh,
2: you just hit him with it, that. You know, the, the thing is at the start of the game, he, he, um, he proposed that we shared dice and I said, no, 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 I don't care about your dice. It's only in my mind it was only a game. I don't care. Fuck that. Uh, if if winning is <laughs> so
3: wrong you were, <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, th- this guy <laughs> was on his podcast, like, so I played this old man, and I was trying to teach him how important <laughs> dice sharing is. He just <laughs> wouldn't listen. Yeah,
2: but so I had to bring three, my
3: cheaters out. He gave me no choice.
2: Yeah, but you know, by that time, I was in my mind like, okay, if winning is so important to you, win the game is yours. Have a good night. I hope you're proud of yourself, right? And you can go and brag that you. You've destroyed me. So fucking what? But because I declined the offer to share the dice at the start of the game, I was not going to come back and, oh, now that you're touring good, I'm going to use your dice, right? What was the oh, point of that?
0: Pride. Pride. Yeah. It's killer. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, come
2: on. But next time I'm there and if I play against him, we're going to use normal dice. Standard and legal dice. I won't let him. Maybe not. If I face him in tournament then I will complain and bitch about the dice. And I mean, that's use just the, the rules. I know, I know you guys let people
3: bring third-party dice to your national championships, um, because why can't you be normal, Canada? But it, third-party dice ha-
2: were historically strictly forbidden at tournaments. Yeah, and what you're referring to, the guy that did that, was in our community and got kicked out because he was one a he was a known cheater. it is fucking disgust I wouldn't yeah. have guessed that,
0: yeah so, so i have um allowed um did I allow it yeah, I think I allowed um jean luc um uh um, the card place at your store no not not uh, <laughs> i I thought Are you Paul LaRue's son um, okay. to play. Um, he's colorblind, so he has trouble seeing. Oh, that he, to- that yeah,
3: that is like that's totally reasonable.
0: Yeah. Uh, so he had black with white and white with black dice. As like, you can use them. Make sure you offer to share dice at the start of every game. If anyone ever mentions anything or says they're not comfortable, you're just gonna have to lump it and use the other ones. But I don't right. Like, I don't care enough, (laughs) but he, he, what I mean, he does a lot of things to, um, that is a good player. He leverages advantages, especially the advantage of when he was like nine, he used to leverage the advantage of being nine Mm. and like, Oh, I, I, I fast deployment again. (laughs) I can't imagine playing against, someone so
3: sinister as to be a child while they play X-Wing. Oh,
0: man. it be but, um, No. It, <laughs> but, yeah, um, I've had people complain about his dice after the fact. And I'm like, look, man, the dice. Your one game isn't enough evidence to beat anything, and he didn't win the event. So do you think he brought his cheating dice out just to beat you and then put him away against so we could lose? Yeah. Like... <laughs> you know
2: what i yeah. mean but, like yeah. yes. The guy, yes the guy i'm talking about is he gave me flashbacks from another cheater non cheater that we had to you know send away and ban from the community the way he moved the way he talked the way he overly smiled so that that gave me some clues or shivers so i'm playing against that again and and i didn't care enough at the at that time to make anything of it but next time I'll be more uh, vigilant. Let's see. How would you react to that? uh, (sighs) Let's say Zach.
3: I mean, I, so I have, you know, had the third party dice conversation and I I've said, listen, man, I'm just not comfortable playing with the third party dice. Um, in, in the case of, you know, colorblind and, um, Oh, you know, Oh, Hey, I'm colorblind and this makes my life a lot easier. I, I would suck it up and say, cool. We're sharing dice then. Right. Like, would be totally fine with that
0: um just help not see harder right oh, have, yeah. have you tried seeing color have you actually tried though <laughs> you fucking
3: lazy shit listen, listen <laughs> man you can't see color i can't eat cheese but i still have to go to the cheese selling restaurants in wisconsin so i, I don't so know what right. you want me to
2: do oh, huh? you're so right
3: yeah yeah, but, but, but for real uh you know j- jokes aside um you know very very much my answer in that scenario would just be hey we're we're either sharing dice or um you know if, if there's a special circumstance like color blindness or whatever, all right, cool, we're using your colorblind friendly dice um and if there's no you know special reason why they would need to, I'd be like, yeah, we're using official dice or um
0: we're not playing that
2: simple. Would you would you play with his dice or would you insist that you play with uh I just play the, with the I
0: always just play with the dice. Okay, even if they're third party dice. Yeah.
2: Okay, well that yep. settles it. <laughs> <laughs> I just took a mental note, right? Next yeah, time I'm against that. and it's yeah. it's
3: one of those things, so like we, we had a guy who um we had often suspected was a cheater and at the time he he was in the process of erasing any doubt um he actually ran events uh and he managed to get paired with the the opponent he beat in the third round instead of the other undefeated player in the last round of swiss and he was like oh cryodex crashed and he sat at the computer for like 35 minutes and Oh, that's so weird that the only two undefeated players aren't playing each other in the last round of Swiss, and I'm playing the guy I just beat handily um and we we had a tournament where he also rolled really 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 hot um he had pelp in his list and like he had he had the pelp wampa combo this was first edition, and he basically never needed to pelp during his games um it's nice yeah his 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 uh you know his ship survived everything all the time um i you know you know what I'm not a humble person. I beat him on the final table, uh so I'll make sure to put that in um it was you have a name for us uh i I'm not gonna out him for a number of reasons, including from what I can tell uh he stopped cheating so i i haven't seen him around in a while um but i would see him at tournaments like after this after because it it got to the point where i felt a little bad for him because some of us would just sort of openly talk about him um yeah regardless of if he was an earshot or not so like you know he wouldn't have had to be that smart uh and it's it's part of so like the reaction is part of why i'm okay telling the story on a podcast uh because even i'm a coward and i won't out like the person who cheated against me at a tournament and then tried to do it to all his opponents and say, I said, it was fine. I won't out that separate guy. Um, but so this guy eventually I noticed like he would still go to events. He wouldn't travel as much. He wasn't at big events anymore. And he wasn't doing as well anymore either. And I, I would talk to him a little more and more. And like, I, I do think people get this disease of like, I need to win. I need. Oh, I agree. I
4: agree.
3: We we had one local, you know, when we used to have the really sweaty, competitive local X Wing meta. Um, you know, Nathan was the world's runner-up, and then we had, you know, he won a bunch of regionals, and then there was um, uh, the the year I took second at Gen Con. I also went on a tear of store championships that year. Um, so, and there was this guy who he had this janky list and he won like a local event one night with it um and i think i wasn't there for it or something um and then i played him and i noticed he was like really sloppy with his template placement and he had all arc dodgy ships uh he was like real sloppy with his template placement bumping his ships in combat and whatever and like another friend and i were talking about afterward like and we sort of pieced together like no one thought anything of him when he was you know just an average guy we're like hey he's a nice guy he's pretty chill uh he's like an engineer so he's like a little nerdier than the rest of us but like you know he's fine we invited him we always used to do drinks after x-wing he was always invited um and he came a couple times and like somewhere along the line you could just see he like got it in his head that he like had to win or he was like owed it to win and it like it unfortunately consumed him to the point where like i wouldn't play him I walked in one night. He was sitting there waiting for a game. There was no one. I was waiting for a game, so I just whipped out my phone, called my dad, and walked away. I was like, "Sucks, keep waiting." And then I stood out in the I stood out in the lobby of because this store was in a mall. I stood out in the lobby, and when someone else showed up, I walked with them to a table and started a game with them. So that guy was still waiting for a game. Ouch! Ouch! Um, and my other buddy's like, "Oh no! I always play him because he cheats so hard. He's amazing tournament practice." his cheating brings him up to
1: elite tournament level player. Wow. Okay. Um, right. And like, um, I mean, so, at that point,
0: have you considered just saying when you, uh, yeah, I'll play you with up. So just, just so you know, if you cheat, I'm just going to concede and then we'll move on.
3: I did not have that level of maturity. Just, yet.
0: No, just so I just, cause one, I mean, I, everything you've did, I'm on board with, 100% yeah. because they need to learn those mm-hmm. people need to learn but the the ultimate in that progression is you get them to play you set up and then as soon as they cheat you're like, are you, you just say are you really going to do that and if they say it, what you it, say well you know what you just did x y or z to gain an advantage and if they, do, if they don't offer to roll it back and apologize and then if they do it again it's like "Well, man look, if you want to win I can concede
1: and it, if you need to
3: choose, a lot of them are the game state broken cheats. I have bumped my ship so that you are definitely an arc. I have placed my ship sloppily enough at the end of the template so that I am
2: probably out of your arc.
0: No, but that's um, what you, you say it after the first one. You give yeah. them a watch. Well, so, are you really going to do this to try and do that,
2: Chris. It takes a hell of a backbone to do that because you mean, need to it You, you clumsy, understand right? the
0: type of people who play X Wing, right? <laughs> yeah. We are all very spineless. <laughs> I mean, look, I
3: am, you know, repeatedly calling myself out. I I have someone yeah. who I absolutely know is a cheater. I have been stuck at events with him. He's cheated against me. I was at an event with them, and every single one of his opponents texted me that he cheated against them and how he cheated against them. Um, yeah. Like, but, and I won't, I won't name that person. To my
2: knowledge, that person is still cheating to this day. But that's uh, the thing. Everybody says he's cheated against me. The other guy says the same. But nobody does anything about it. Yep. And I'm, I'm a coward, too. No, no, but together you can go and we what we did when as a community at some point. So we wrote an email to the guy saying, hey, we saw this. This is it. this cannot continue Please, Uh whatever. And the guy did it again. And then he received another email. I, OK, man, we don't want to see you again. And the community said, OK, we don't want this guy around anymore. And the community, as a community, did something together. Just Not just me, Bruno, pissed off, say, you know, telling off the guy. It's just the community said, agreed that this guy needed to stop cheating. And we needed to tell him that we knew he was cheating. And then everybody knew he was cheating. And he needed to stop. So, to that end, so, I
3: have judged events where that person it has played. And... At some point, I just watched all his games, and that person hasn't won a game I've observed as a judge. Um, so, that just sounds
0: like bullying to me.
3: Oh man! So, as a you know, so part of part of it is like part of so, why I got into judging yeah. was I thought, I felt no. like when I had the judge. Let me finish real quick. When yeah. I had the judge jacket. I had enough, you know, power to do something because, you know, with this particular person, most of their cheating is a he said, she said. And even if it's he said every person he's ever played said um, it, it's still you're not going to get, you know, part of it. Part of it is the paralysis of tournament rules. Make it so that it is hard to do anything because the judge can't walk up, you know, what am I supposed to do? Like, I guess what I could do is ADHD and record it on my phone and then go, Hey judge, I have a video you'd like to watch. Maybe that's what I would have to do.
0: So what I was going to say is that, and this is again, my approach, but the flip side of a kind of how I would approach it as a player, where I said, I would just talk to him and be like that the way I am as a TO and a judge is I will, proactively tell people who are playing against those people like oh this person's probably going to slow play you if you don't call me over at the start of the game you're agreeing to it if you don't if this person nudges her because I've got better things to do than sit and watch that game just because I think he might cheat I've got to run a whole event I don't have a team of people so I make sure the players know look if you don't call me over I'm not going to do anything about it the onus is on you to make this person know that you've seen what they're doing and that it's not me, I'm not going to come and watch them to make them not do it because that then they've not done anything wrong. If I'm watching them, they're not cheating. So there's no punishment. So I need to normalize it as a TO that if somebody cheats, it's okay. But it's okay that they cheat because there are consequences of cheating, which is
1: you calls over. That's fair. But. Uh, oh. Like I said, that, that's the other side of my argument. I have a friend that it's an Armada
2: example. Okay. I'm sorry. It's not X-Wing, it's Armada. Yeah. So in the Armada community, there's one guy that is a cancer. Everybody dislike him. He's really rude and he's uh, cocky and he will make fun of you when you lose and tell you how good he is and so on and so on. So my friend at the tournament, tournament ended up the last round last table or the final cut, I don't know. Last game of the day, the winner of that game is the tournament leader, and he refuses to play against him. He said, okay, man, you won. Go at the table and pick up your prize because I'm not playing against you. And the other guys were so pissed (laughs) off that that somebody refused to play him and just gave him the victory. Uh, But it sounds like it felt really good to my friend to do that because yeah. We so didn't give him the satisfaction of, uh, you know, being uh, cocky about it and making fun and saying how great he was. So it's a
0: slap in their face that, when you do that's that. That's what it, it comes to Is is the swag and the quote important or is building a fun, engaging community that you're proud to be a part of important? Which one yeah. of those two things do you want? Because the second you disassociate your like self esteem, as a person from winning at X-Wing it's a lot easier to say Look, I just don't want to play you because everyone thinks you're a cheat and I'm not going to enjoy the game so I would rather sit with my thumb up my ass for this entire round than play against you. Yeah,
3: I have a I have a list of people in my book of grudges that if I'm ever matched with them at a tournament I'll just concede. Uh, Are you just seeing that
2: fun. or you'll do it for real? I'll do
3: it for real. Um, I... Avoiding people is one of my specialties. Uh, if I don't want to <laughs> deal with someone, uh, I am I am comfortable with it. One time, my old roommate and I were fighting, uh, and I love this guy. We we got over it. We
1: lived together and didn't speak to each other for twenty five days. So totally within my abilities. <laughs> totally mature. Great. <laughs> yep.
2: Um. Okay, okay. Do you, you guys have a have had a bad idea re, since the last episode? Because I had a major one, and just want to make sure you guys had some before I spill out mine, and you guys make fun of me and call me names. Well, you, and, no, I'm gonna
3: let you take the wheel on it. Uh, my my bad idea was I bought a house in this market.
1: In this market, yeah. And that's oh. okay. Okay. No, but game related. Let's say. No, I, um, I got nothing. Eh, is that possible? I'm
0: still living off a bad idea of um, starting making Dice aid at the moment, I think. Is my, making this my, podcast. I, guys,
2: I bought a Legion corset. My man,
0: that is oh, a yeah. great
1: idea.
0: I don't know. I've got to paint my Shadow to this month. Oh uh, uh, well, are we gonna be a, a, a legion podcast now? Have we already pivoted? Do I need to find a third podcast that's about X-Wing? <laughs> no, this is this is we, we made it. Been... I mean, oh. at least Back of Focus lasted 75 shows. i right? 105 this long. shows. No,
2: but I resisted <laughs> this long from buying the game. And then one of my friend at the other store, there's a lot of uh structure buildings and stuff. You know, yeah, you yeah. And they're all on display, and I was looking at it. It looked really nice. And the minis are really well made. They're not painted, yeah, but they're yeah. well made.
3: Yeah, look at them. Look at that. Right? Yeah. yeah.
2: And now what? they have more factions, and the, there's the clones, there's the separatists, and the scum, not really scum, but scum. Shadow Collective. Yeah. Shadow Collective. Yeah. The drug dealer.
3: One day I will go over. Um, they, they specifically said, we don't want to make the scum mistake or something to that effect on a Legion okay. podcast.
2: But they already have the scums, which are mercenaries within the Empire faction, right? Yeah. yeah okay. so, uh, it's it's complicated. There,
3: there are mercenaries that can be taken by multiple factions. Um, the scum mistake was they had one faction for everyone that doesn't fit. Um, what they're going to do is... So the core rules of the game say you cannot take mercenaries to fulfill your... Basic requirements for a list your hq and your three troop choices there are there is currently one and there might be another battle force that says you can use mercenaries to fulfill that so yeah. like they could do a job of the hut battle force that can take pikes and black suns as their core but that but the java list won't be able to take maul or maul's mandos it's going to be its own self-contained battle force okay. um and I actually, I do think that's, I think that's one of the best ways to do it because the problem with mercenaries in other games is you either and Legion's flirting with it because uh, the pikes are pretty good. You run into the problem where if the mercenaries are good enough, either everybody, you know, everybody has to run them, or they're on, or they're bad and they can't stand on their own. By at least limiting how many you can take. You know, even if every game you see some some pikes right now are the most popular ones, um, you're not gonna see, you know, you can only take like a quarter of your list as pikes, so you're gonna see that
2: three quarters be different in the other list still. Okay. And I'll I'll try to not do the same mistake as X-Wing. So I will not buy every faction because X-Wing, I have everything multiple times, which yeah, are four factions that I never you. use. Uh I'll try to concentrate on one or two factions. And so far, since the Poor kit can comes with Rebels and Empire. I'll stay with that for now. And I'm in the process of watching every tutorial and games and whatever I can put my hands on. So, cool. and it uh, Fifth Trooper is it uh, looks a good game, it looks like, theory, it looks
0: like you know, a good game. Seriously, you're talking yeah. about bad ideas? It's going to be an excellent Legion podcast soon.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I hope don't, I don't, no, no, no. The goal is not to do that. I don't want to invest myself in that. I just want to play for fun. Do you know what would be a bad idea? We should have
3: Evan Bulris, aka T70 Bro, from uh, the Fifth Trooper podcast on.
0: Uh, Which used to be uh, in the Radical podcast.
3: We call him in Legion. We call him the Lat God. Um, And we should have him on to tell us how not to become a Legion podcast. Because I (laughs) I, I believe he started it because he he became a Legion podcaster.
2: Yeah, at first he was in the Radical X-Wing podcast. Yep. And and they... The 50 troopers there, they even came and streamed one of my Alpha Condor tournament in Quebec City. Uh, and then they didn't do any uh, X-Wing anymore. They only do Legion. So Evan yeah, I know him.
3: Yeah, Evan's back over to, to X-Wing a little. He dabbles in it. I love Evan.
2: <laughs> He's nice. So that was my bad idea. And I hope it's going to stay a small bad idea. <laughs> well, so yeah, if the- you guys the- have any extra Miniatures and Legion stuff. You want to, you know, wash your hands off. Send them my way. Yeah, I'm a Legion you. newbie here too. I have no
3: extras yet. I just have okay. my my ever growing collection. I think.
0: Yeah, you you have a veteran here, Zach. Oh God, I am. But you well, I've played for longer technically. Uh, because I, I played on release, but I've played like one full size real game of Legion. Actually, you
3: know what? I tried to suggest to Fifth Trooper to let me do an article on things I wish I knew when I started playing Legion.
0: Well, you, why would you been... suggest
3: it to Fifth Trooper? You traitor. You we, we didn't have the bad Ice idea hate. No, Dice Hate idea. has, yeah. has a written. So, so, so a now, you know what? We're at war with Fifth Trooper, and I'm going to yeah. write that article for Dice Hate.
2: Yeah, nice. approved. pre-approved.
3: Yeah, there we go.
2: So is this now a X-Wing slash Legion podcast? With
3: the uh, we'll, five last minute of the show about Legion, can we do that? <laughs> or would that be like? Uh, um, awesome. I I would Who say would would definitely for Chris's sake, stay X Wing focused. Or or you know what, Chris, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, if you if you find other nerds that are like, yeah, I only play X Wing and can't imagine playing other games, will be. You'll have your your not Star Wars game podcast, your Star Wars game podcast, and your just X Wing podcast.
0: I think <laughs> I I would allow a generic AMG Star Wars podcast. Yeah. Uh, because we're still I, early. We're only on episode three. Yeah. Fuck the listener. This is for us. No, that won't
2: work, Chris, because I, I don't give a shit about Armada and I want to talk about it or
0: think about it. So no. Uh, it's okay. You don't have to.
2: Or so that. I'll be playing Armada as well. Yeah.
0: So. I, I've got Armada. I've got a full Rebel fleet.
2: So right. I, can, can we play Legion on tabletop? Yeah. Yeah, is it th-
3: is very the TTS mod is very well done for uh oh, yeah for Legion.
0: Oh you know where else Could we can games play Legion <laughs> At a game center, and we have uh, right. bad ideas so, gone.
2: That was my parenthesis <laughs> about my bad idea. Yeah. But I'm glad that to see that you guys are not judging me for it, but you're still well, like oh, I'm yeah, very happy we for were you.
0: all we were pre-judging you anyway, so <laughs> And Bruno, I, what
3: you you should absolutely do. Yes. Um so if you haven't painted before, uh no. the the mini mini painter sells or army painter sells a wet palette, which one is really useful. On the very basic level, you just put some paint on your brush and you rub it on the wet palette. And it say it helps you if you mix colors because it can save colors on there for several weeks, but also get your brush to the right consistency, which is a whole other podcast but it also comes with a little booklet of like 101 painting instructions um and it's all stuff because so like i learned by talking to guys at the hobby store or reading this and that online i wish i had that book when i started so badly and now that i have a wet palette i'm so happy that i have a wet palette um because it helps with the You if you don't have one you'll have nights where it's like oh all the paint is going exactly where i want and flowing from my brush perfectly and why is my paint a disaster? Why can't I control it at all? And it's a consistency thing.
2: So, uh, how, uh, how did
3: you call that? What uh, I will send you the Amazon link to the one I bought, um, okay. because you'll want to. Make, like I said, if you're if you're a brand new player, I like I I've
2: linked this to multiple people. Um, and but I I I like X Wing because they are pre paint. Yeah, but pre But I'm not shy of throwing my money away to people who can paint. I uh, have okay. good looking miniatures but I will I used to paint my Dungeon and Dragon minis just a lifetime ago but uh, I could still do it now I have glasses so I can see if, yeah. Know, so. yeah
1: can you All see right. my princess? yeah I see the big cat oh, she's a good girl yes we're talking about you I love you
0: okay I think <laughs> we wrap it up we are done here. We are at
4: the end
2: of this. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so right, so kill the kill the recording just so I can yeah. do
3: my
0: oh. couple off air things. So we um, along. We've, we've got a, a couple of things to quickly do first. We've got to call oh, to close the show. Jesus. All right. Well, yeah. but I want to gossip. Yeah. I don't want this. That's yeah, okay. This is between so. us and my NSA agent. Yeah. So, Jesus bolting accidents. Um. <laughs> We are in discussions trying to figure out um, a real home for bad ideas as well, so that'll all uh, be resolved, hopefully, by the time we do the next episode. But for now, you can find this episode, obviously, on the Dice Hate um, podcast stream, and are you hosting it on Millennium Condor still, Bruno? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you'll be two different places to find it, um, and then we'll go from there. If we do pivot, we will get all of the episodes onto whatever new platform we create as well. Um, But all the information will be at dice8.com or Millennium Condor's site as well, which do you want to... So, but do we have closing words or is that too tacky now? I think that was it. I mean, I, I don't think we need much. so We don't really have anything to talk about, really. I don't know. No, okay, so... Because we should have a saying that we could put on a t shirt or something that
2: we could sell t shirt or give t shirt to homeless people. I don't know.
0: I mean, w- we could uh, have such closings as um, if you have any ideas for a closing, send them to Bruno at uh, what's your email address? feedback at backdials.com. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. you can uh join the dice eight discord and tell us what to do in there there we go All right, we're actually, on dice especially
3: if you're having any success with new players or growing your community if you're doing things that are working to get people from walking by to actually playing um i absolutely want to hear them so tag me yes. and po- post in dice eight post on my facebook show up at my
0: house um whatever whatever works for you yeah okay thanks everyone and we'll see you next time